This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everyone? So good to be here. We're starting a new series today for this month, and it is entitled Epic Tales of God and Humanity. So we're going to be looking at uh, people in the Bible, uh, people just like you and me that God moved on, God touched, and did amazing things through. So we're excited about this month and the opportunity to teach and preach the word and, and really highlight some powerful stories of faith. And so today, uh, we're going to start actually, I'm going to give you two uh, scriptures just to get ready to turn to as we go through this today, and then I'm going to pray. But if you would turn to your Bibles or get ready, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31 and then we're going to go to Joshua chapter 2, uh, Joshua chap- chapter 2, uh, starting in verse 8. And I'm going to pray, and then we are going to get into the Word. So, Father, we thank you today uh, for your Word. We thank you uh, for what you're doing in the hearts and lives of people. I pray, God, that you stir up faith inside of everyone, uh, the faith you have given them, the faith you have granted them. I pray it is stirred. I pray, Lord, that it is excited in them, Lord, that, that you stir the, the, the greatness of the faith you've given them, Father, in their heart and in their life. And I pray, God, that we wouldn't just uh, look at Bible characters as something so epic in itself from the text, but I pray that we would live out a life, Father God, that changes uh, our world uh, by having faith in you. So I just pray your blessing on this word. I pray we get revelation. I pray we hear something from heaven today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's jump right in. So today we're gonna to talk about uh, Rahab, uh, the harlot, as the Bible says. Um, and so uh, my kids may ask, what is a harlot? And I just tell them, it's somebody that is making some bad choices, okay? We won't go into detail, but she's made some bad choices. Anybody out there, you may not have made the same bad choices Rahab was making or making, but we've all made bad choices. Has anybody out there ever made any bad choices, right? And so I just want to read this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31. Um, and it says this, it says, by faith, the harlot... Okay, a woman that has been making some bad choices. Rahab the harlot did not perish uh, with those who did not believe uh, when she had received the spies with peace. This is the thing, is that when you have faith, as this harlot did, uh, your faith, it doesn't matter where you are, what you've done, what you've been in, uh, what you've been involved in that is not pleasing to God, it does matter. But what I'm saying, when faith comes into your life in those moments, uh, God is not waiting for you to get it together to bring faith into your heart. He's not waiting. I mean, every time anybody encountered God and, and he, he dropped faith in them, stirred faith in them, their situation didn't change overnight but their faith began a process of taking them somewhere they never thought possible. And that's the thing. Faith is a powerful, supernatural force inside of your heart and your life. Uh, The spirit of faith, we believe and therefore speak. God has given to every man a measure of faith. 
Uh, that faith in you is powerful. It can move mountains and it will move you from where you are. Here's a story here. We're going to get into this in, in Joshua chapter two uh, about this harlot Rahab that had faith in a moment and in a place in time that you wouldn't think she would. You, would. you wouldn't think she would have this revelation of God. You wouldn't think that she could come out of what she was in and where she was living. You wouldn't think that God could preserve her. But I'm here to tell you, regardless of where you are, what you've been in, what you're involved in, what you're struggling with, what you're going through, faith can bring you out of it. Faith is so powerful, okay? It will transform your life. It will translate you. The Bible says we've been translated from darkness to light. It will transfer you. It will literally change the course of your life for all eternity. It will connect you um, to the living and true God. I mean, faith is powerful, okay? It will take you from a sinful life to a significant life. It will take you uh, uh, from, from, from the miry clay uh, to, 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 to standing on the rock. Faith is powerful. And God has no respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith. Faith will move you somewhere. I mean, you could look at any, this is what we're talking about, epic, you know, tales of God and humanity. Here's a woman in her humanity struggling um, and, and she was in uh, seemingly in the wrong place in time, seemingly in the wrong place. I mean, seemingly this is not going to go great for her. And so if you would turn your Bible to Joshua chapter two, and I'm not going to read from verse one to verse seven, you can read it. But basically um, spies were sent in to spy out the land. The children of Israel just had come over the Jordan, came out of the wilderness, and they're going to begin to take land. God said, Canaan is yours. This was in Canaan. These were Canaanites, and God's like, take the city. So they sent spies. They sent two. It's interesting. Caleb sent two spies because last time Moses sent, I think, 12, right? Only two came back with a good report. So Caleb's like, look, let's just send two. Hopefully we'll get a good report out of these guys. And so um, sent them in, um, and this harlot received them, hid them from the authorities, and, 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 uh, and helped them uh, so that, and because they heard that they were in, they heard the spies were there. And so, uh, but Rahab covered them. Rahab protected them. And so let's start at verse eight, Joshua chapter two, verse eight. Check this out. Now, before they lay down, because they were hiding, uh, she came up to them because she hid them on the roof, on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint hearted because of you. And so I'm going to give you nine things of what faith actually did in this woman's life right here in this moment. The actual characteristics of faith, these principles, because it, it, doesn't, it didn't matter where she was. It doesn't matter what she was involved in. It doesn't matter. The, it didn't matter per se. Hear me out. It didn't matter the sinful life she was in because faith was going to bring her out of it. Um, it's amazing what faith will bring you out of. And so we're going to just talk about actual things you could see faith in this woman while she was in a condition and while she was in her issues uh, and, 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 and what that did for her and what that actually did for God's people, okay? So the number one thing is here is she believed. It says, I know that the Lord has given you the land. Everybody else was scared. And this woman had the ability to see what God is on these people. And I know that the Lord has given you the land. This is where it all started right now is simple believing. You can in Christ 
believe your way out of your mess because of what God has said. You, if you, she said, I know that the Lord, she called him the Lord. She confessed him as the Lord. She wasn't, didn't say your God. She's like the Lord. She was clear. Her faith was sharp, crystal clear of, of who is God and who isn't. And here she is in a condition. Nothing necessarily has changed yet, but her faith began a process. And here is believing is the beginning of your journey with God. It starts with believing. It is that simple. It doesn't start with going to church. It doesn't start with carrying a Bible. It doesn't start with any outward, maybe religious practice. It starts with believing. Um, salvation begins with believing. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus Lord, you shall be saved. Believing starts your journey with God. It begins, it starts with believing. It is that simple. God's not waiting for you to get it together to give you faith. He's gonna give it to you in your condition. And, and, and if you believe right now where you are and that, that God is doing something in your midst as Rahab did, I mean, she was a harlot. Like I said before, she was making bad choices, but her faith, believing, begins something. It sparks something all throughout scripture. It starts with believing. It's so every, every, I mean, it's that simple. It is that simple. I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on, on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. She believed. Verse 10, let's look at the next one. And for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, um, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. For we have heard. Here's the second one, she heard. Uh, no matter where you are, if you can hear what God is saying and hear what God is doing, you are on your way out. You are on your way out. You know, Ruth and Naomi, they heard there was bread in, 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 in Naomi's country. So they, they heard and it got them out of where they were. They heard, she heard, she heard. You know, you may not um, be where you wanna be right now, right? But you can hear his voice. Let me say it this way, you may not be where you wanna be right now, but let me ask you, can you hear his voice? Because if you can hear God, he is taking you somewhere. If you can hear God, your ability to, to hear will determine your outcome. Your ability to hear the voice of God right now in your situation will determine your future. Can you hear? All right, so she believed and she heard. Man, I mean, that, it's that simple. Uh, you know, uh, we were just talking here uh, during the little break we just had, and, it, and it's like God's not, God, faith isn't for people that have it together. Uh, faith is for us humans, uh, epic, you know, uh, tales of God and humanity, that God will come into our life right now, where you are, how you are, and he's gonna drop some faith in you to get you out of there. Um, faith is what gets you out. Faith is what gets you closer to God. Um, faith isn't for, um, you know, for people, you get it together, then God will give you, no, this is that's backwards. We need faith to get right. We need faith to walk out. We need faith to, to move forward. We need faith to have a future. I need it now, right? I need it now. God will give it to us when we need it. 
the most, when we're at our worst. And here, he is, here she is. I mean, history would say that she was uh, in keeper, in keeper slash running a brothel. Back then, they, they, you know, it was like a, like a hotel or she had herself a little bed and breakfast, right? But yeah, bed and breakfast, right? So she was running this thing and doing, she was a harlot. You look at the, at the Hebrew definition of harlot, you know what I'm saying? That's what it means. You look at the Greek definition as she's mentioned twice in the New Testament. Um, that I'm aware of specifically in James and Hebrew, and, and you look up that word harlot, and there it is, okay? She was, and this is correlated even to not just this, you know, sexual impurity, but actually pagan worship, okay? This was false gods, demonic activity in her life mixed with all kind of sexual sin. But here she is, and God dropped something in her spirit, in her situation, in her life. She, she believed she heard, man. Okay, here's the next one. Verse 11, let's go. Verse 11, and as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted, neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. Okay, because God's like, this is, this is God's land. He's anointed God's people to take it. And there were enemies, as the Bible says, inhabiting it, and she was on that side. She, if you were to look at this, Really look at this, outside of faith, wrong place, wrong time, wrong people, right? But when God puts faith in you, you might presumably be in the wrong place, wrong time, wrong person, right? All that. But when God puts faith, he changes it all and you're the right person at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing. Faith flips everything. That's why depression can't live in an environment of faith. Anxiety can't live in an environment of faith. And fear can't live in an environment of faith. Why? Because the environment you were in may have caused all that. She's talking about all kind of fear. They're afraid. They're terrified. But her faith changed it. I mean, when God gives you faith, your, your immediate environment may not change overnight, but the condition of your heart and perspective of it does. He will make the wrong place the right place. He'll make the wrong person the right person. He'll make the wrong time the right time. I'm telling you, God is ultimately in control. Verse 11 again, and as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any courage in any because of you. For the Lord your God, look at this. She is not playing. He is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Here's the next one. She worshiped. <laughs> she had some issues. I mean, they are in this woman's house. And she's got all kind of craziness going on in her house, all kind of mess going on in her house, and she's worshiping there. Um, don't wait to get to church to worship. Don't wait to get right to worship. Don't wait to get to get the sin out of your life to worship. Don't wait. Worship now. Worship where you are. Release the faith in your heart right now in this situation, in the middle of, of what's going on in our culture, our society. Worship now. She said, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. I mean, could you imagine? These are Jewish people and they got generations walking with God. They know who God is and they know who pagan gods are. And they're like looking at this pagan woman and she she is worshiping in front of him. Could you imagine? This is a type of Christ coming to save the Gentiles. We all are in a sense a Rahab. If you were to look at history, you were to look at God's method of, of bringing Christ and salvation to the world. This is 
Jew and Gentile alike worshiping together. I mean, they were probably like, whoa, this woman has got some revelation. Where did she get this? She hasn't been around us. She doesn't, how does she know this stuff? And because God will touch somebody and he's not gonna ask for anybody's permission. He's gonna move on people that we think would never get touched by God, would never be able to hear from God, would never be able to believe in God, would never be able to worship. And here's this harlot woman worshiping Jesus. Or not Jesus yet, right? But she's worshiping God. He is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Here it is. If you can't worship where you are, you won't worship where God's taking you. I'm gonna say that again. You need to write that down. If you can't worship where you are, you won't worship when God takes you somewhere better. You gotta worship now. That woman was up in her mess declaring who God was. And I'm telling you right now, your worship is an expression of faith and it's gonna get you out of where you are. It's gonna take you somewhere different. It's gonna take you somewhere new. Let's go to the next one, verse 12. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord since I've shown you kindness that you also show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. All right. She worshiped next. This is powerful. Woman of faith. Epic relation. Epic, epic story here. Epic tale of God and humanity. And she asked for help. She asked for help. I love that. That's an expression of faith. Isn't that beautiful? Faith doesn't make you a hero. This isn't about a hero of faith. There is no heroes of faith. It is God is the hero and we are beneficiaries of him. We're we're never the hero, okay? We are never the hero God is. Uh, You know, faith doesn't make you a hero. This is what faith does. According to this story, This is a woman of faith. It connects you to community and its purpose is to create kingdom partnerships. In Christ, when you believe, when you worship, okay, when, when you hear from God, God will bring you into a place where he's not gonna give you everything you need directly. He's gonna connect you to somebody else, an expression of your faith, is, is being able to ask for help, is being able to ask for help. I think in our American culture, we got an independent kind of maverick kind of spirit and that doesn't fit in the kingdom of God. We need one another. And I love this expression of faith, that this was her faith, that she had the faith and connection with God's people enough to ask for help and say, you, can, you, can you save my family? She interceded for her family. She, she came to a people, not just a God, but a people that could help her. And we as the body of Christ need to put our pride down, put our pride aside, let our pride fall to the ground and God will put us in situations. I'm telling you right now that God himself isn't gonna be the sole provider of everything in your life. Yes, he is, but some of the provision he brings to you is gonna be through humanity. It's gonna be through others. It's gonna be through that, you know, through the the relationship we have with one another. Amen? She asked for help. She asked for help. I love that. That's an expression of faith. You probably never heard that before, but 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 a dynamic expression of your faith in God. 
is when you have the humility to ask help of those that can help you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 14, next one. So the men answered her, our lives for yours. Man, this is, this is powerful. This is powerful. Um, think about ethnically what's going on here. Think about the boundaries, the norms in the culture just being smashed because of the relationship that is about to take place. Our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. And that word kind, in, in, in the old covenant, the word kind was actually used, as, it's a covenant word, kindness, that uh, when David um, brought Mephibosheth out of um, uh, being destitute because he, David made a covenant with his dad, his family, and th his family was dead. Mephibosheth was the descendant of Jonathan, and because of the kindness he showed Jonathan, he brought his lineage out. Mephibosheth, who was maim and lame, were lame in his, in his feet, in his legs, he was able to sit at the king's table, and he says, I'm gonna show you kindness. It's a covenant word. Covenant is, is, is kindness. Relational covenant is, is kindness toward one another. And here it is. She, she asked for help, and here it is. She received. She received uh, from God's people. She had enough humility to receive from them. All right? She received uh, from God's people. Okay, so... You know, uh, they made a relational exchange here, verse 13, 14. There's something powerful happened. Something powerful where faith will bring you into relationships. Faith will bring you into divine appointments. Faith will bring you into, into heavenly like uh, partnerships, man. I mean, faith brought this exchange. Her faith in God brought her to a place of, uh, of relationship, man, this is so bad. Faith doesn't alienate you from others. I think in our American culture, sometimes we think, you know, sometimes I think I could see it happen sometimes in Christianity where somebody has faith and it's just your faith and your faith alone and it's all about you, your faith in God. And yes, that's, that is the foundation, but faith connects us, you know, from whom, from whom the whole body knitly joined together and every joint supplies and we are each a part of the body and connected to the head who is Christ. And so faith doesn't alienate you from others. If your faith alienates you, the, the, your faith is tainted. If your faith pulls you out of community, it's tainted. There's something wrong with a faith that does not connect you to local church community. There's something that is wrong with it and you will... You will um, be uh, you will uh, have a deficiency in the blessings of God without community and without connecting to others. Faith doesn't alienate you from others. It will place you in times of need only to be supplied through others. I'm gonna say this again. Faith doesn't alienate you from others. It will place you at times, and uh, in, 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 it will place you in times of need only for God to, 
supply you through others, right? Pride and an independent spirit will isolate you, but faith will humble you and connect you to other right people, connect you to the right people. Here it is. Uh, you will not grow in your walk with God by reading your Bible and private prayer alone. Okay, that, I'm, of course, pray, you know, read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, right? That's a, old, that's a beautiful song, but I'm here to tell you right now, if you read your Bible and pray every day, you, 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 that's not the only, that, that, that is the foundation of your personal walk, but I'm here to tell you that this just isn't a personal walk, this is a community walk, and, and you know, without vulnerability and authentic relationships, you will be deficient in spiritual endeavors. What if this harlot woman said, ah, I'm good, God's got me. They'd be like, all right, we'll see about that, we're gonna come back. And we're about to bring these walls down. But she knew that her faith to get her from where she was to where God was taking her, it took relationship, partnership. It took some kind of agreement. Look at this relational accountability got her out of there. Because they were like, look, you know, um, our lives for your lives. If none, if none of you tell this business about, look, don't be, you know, like let's keep, let's let, let's have each other's back, basically, right? And she received. Okay, here's the next one, verse 15. Then she let them down by a rope, the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. Mm -hmm. See, without faith, she was in the wrong place at the wrong time because guess what? Where she was living, guess what was gonna happen to her house just a little bit down the road here? Chapter six, I believe, once they got past the Jordan, uh, her, her house was gonna get crumbled down. Wrong place, wrong time, but her faith put her in the right place at the right time. God will work things out when faith is alive in your heart. God will make the wrong place the right place. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God always requires action before the outcome. Here's the, here's the next one is she worked. She did something. She did something. She, faith without works is dead. She actually did something. This wasn't just talk. This wasn't just nice words. She wasn't just worshiping in her house alone, but now it was time to actually do something. So she let down the rope through the window for her house was on the city wall. I mean, this was just a good escape for them. They got out. So, so he requires movement uh, before manifestation. That's what faith, faith requires movement before the manifestation. He requires action before what you're believing for is actualized. All right, God always requires action before the outcome. All right, that's faith. That's what faith is. Here's the next one, verse 17. Here we go. Uh, so, so the men said to her, we will be blameless. I'm gonna read a, a, a few of these scriptures here, so just bear with me. We will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us swear. Verse 18, unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord, though our sins were as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home. So now there's coming this requirement, this accountability, this absolute truth. If you don't do this, you will miss what God's doing. They were very specific, and she was accountable. They could not do this for her. Verse 19, so it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of the house into, into the street, his blood shall be on his own head and we will be guiltless. There was, there was conviction here. There was absolute 
truth and the action had to be clear. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. Accountability went both ways. Verse 20, and if you tell the business of ours, then we will be free from your oath, which you made us swear. Okay, when she said, according to your words, so be it. Sounds like Mary, the mother of Jesus, when the angel came, says what is upon you is a holy thing. And she, she didn't understand it, she didn't get it, but she said, according to your word, to the angel, be it unto me. She conceived, she, she, she believed the word that was spoken. Then she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet cord in the window. Here's the next one. She obeyed. She followed through. If you want to get to where God is taking you, you've got to be able to handle truth, straightforward communication, and clear directives. I know that's a lot, but this is how God operates. When he told, Elijah told Elisha, when Elijah was about to go, he said, Elijah, if you see me when I go, you can have my mantle. If you do not see me, you cannot have it. And if we're going to follow God, this isn't some loosey-goosey, anything go, I can act how I want, when I want, how I want. When, when it comes to the blessing of God, we have to be able to handle truth and, 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 and follow clear directives from heaven and follow the accountability in our relationships. All right, there will always be risk in our journey. And this is my question for you. Are you okay with the risk? There will be risk. There was a risk for her to cover these men. There was a risk. If you wanna to get to where God is taking you, you've gotta be able to, I'm gonna say it again, you gotta be able to handle truth, straightforward communication, and clear directives. All right, there we go, she obeyed. All right, she obeyed. She was able to handle solid, sound, and absolute truth. So what did her faith do? Is And what was the principles, the characteristics of Rahab the harlot's faith? In an unfavorable environment and situation, her faith got her out of something. Man, her faith got her out. Oh, I love this story. She believed, she heard, she worshiped, she asked for help, she received, she worked, all right? She obeyed. Now let's look at verse 22. Verse 22. All right, Joshua. Actually, this is Joshua chapter six. Joshua chapter six. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house and from there bring out the woman and all that she has as you swore to her. I'm gonna read it again. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house and from there bring out the woman. Bring out. He has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He has called us out of sin. Bring out the woman and all that she has as you swore to her. Everything connected to her. God has people in your future that are assigned to help you. 
okay, to speak for you and to make things happen for you. Joshua used his authority to save somebody that made a covenant with them. And this is the last one. She triumphed. The Bible says God always leads us in triumph, right? And through us diffuses the knowledge of himself in every place. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, verse 25. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. And if you look at Rahab, she actually is in the lineage of our Savior. Her faith caused her to have a significant place in God's story. She has an epic um, story in scripture. She's mentioned in Hebrews, the first scripture read, in the quote unquote, what we call the hall of faith among Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Enoch and right in the middle of these men is a harlot woman because of her faith. Look it, you don't have to be from the right place, from the right side of the tracks to be in God's story. This woman is in God's story and she has a very questionable past in history, right? And God put her there. Think about this. Her, um, she is the one who begat Boaz and Boaz married Ruth. Boaz and Ruth uh, begat, and, and then uh, they're, they're, the, they're the grandparents of David, great grandparents of, uh, in the lineage of, of David, who is Jesus the son. I mean, they were placed in this. And this is so cool that even Boaz understood. Think about Boaz received Ruth. Ruth, his wife, was also a pagan. She was a Moabitess. And he received her, why? Because he grew up in a home where, where his mom was from the same place. So, so um, Rahab created this generational blessing of acceptance of those outside of the commonwealth of Israel, this love, and, 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 and Boaz understood. So when Ruth came into town, not from their place, not, not part of their people, he knew because his mama was, his, his, his mama came from outside, from the other side of the tracks and God's people pulled her in. And so that generational blessing was on her son and her son received and accepted Ruth, married Ruth, think about, and there it comes Jesus down the line that man, it doesn't matter where you're from, what you've done, where you've been, God desires to put you in his story to give him glory. Here's another thing, and then we're gonna pray, is, is her name Rahab actually means to make room, to make room. And this woman Rahab lived up to her name. She made room for God's people in her house, and they made room for her in theirs. Isn't that powerful? That look at, if we make room for others, God will make room for us. 
This is a story of community. This is a story of love and, and, and acceptance. This is a story that, that, that is about reaching out, receiving, and it's a story of faith bringing somebody from where they are and, and God uses his people to do it. How many people are in our community that he just needs us to go out and to love them, to receive them right where they are? That's us. That's Hopeland Church. We want to be that. We want to be like Rahab. We want to be like the people that received her. That We want to be in that story. Hopeland Church wants to be that to our community, that we receive and love people right where they are and allow faith to be stirred in them and then them go out and do the same thing. Hallelujah. Praise God for this. Let me pray for you. I hope you enjoyed the message. My prayer is that you will change your world as a result of what you listen to today. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and remember to follow us on social media. Peace.